It's time for To The Max Sports, where we talk about sports. They're just two guys, Max and Drew, in a bar talking all things sports. Well, without the bar. And the beer. Wait, why aren't we in the bar? Hello, folks, and welcome to the Flying Whipper Production Studios. I am Drew. I am here along with Bob this evening. Running solo tonight, Bob. Yep, with a face for radio. That's the reason why I'm not on it. Well, so do I, actually. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> we'll get through it. So, wow, man. What, a, what a weekend of basketball. Wasn't it, though? <clears throat> so what happened to your pukies? Uh, I don't know. I mean, North Carolina's got a really, really good ball club, which you wouldn't have said a couple months ago when they had they had a horrible December and January, and Hubert Davis just, he righted that ship. And he just stayed with them. That's a that's a good man and a good coach. I'll tell you what, to take over a major program in your first year, take your team to the you know, the, the championship game, kudos to him. Well Roy, Roy, Roy Williams sitting in the stands watching that going, Well, I could have done this. Right. <laughs> I'll tell you what, uh, North Carolina's future is bright. Well, uh, what what really impressed me was did, did you watch the post game press conference with Hubert Davis, UNC coach? Watched a little bit of it. That man is amazing. Yeah, that man is amazing. This is not a disappointment. I am proud of all these men. Just just class act. He's going to be great for college basketball going forward. Yeah, he's going to be great. And like I said, I think their future looks bright. And then it's the kind of the passing of the baton. Uh, have they announced who's going to replace Krzyzewski yet? I, I did not know that. I don't follow Duke as much as Christian Leitner does. but <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. You know, he had a great career. Uh, what a way to go out. He almost pulled it off. North Carolina was just too tough in the end. Yeah, as I, John, as I predicted. Yeah, John Shire. Okay. Well, if he has any kind of the success that uh, – uh, North Carolina had, you know, with their first year coach. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're saying, you know, they have talent coming back and, and, and he's a whiz on the recruiting side. So we should expect Duke to be there. The ACC was not bad. It's interesting. I saw already there, the pundits are saying that Arkansas is going to be the, yeah. the team next year to beat, but yeah, crazy, crazy. Oh, and so St. Peter, we we talked about them last week. Right. Not only is their coach moving on yeah, to Seton Hall, mailing. three players in the transfer portal. Yeah. Yeah, you won't see them uh, for a while. That team. I don't know if we're going to see those three players again. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I didn't think that point guard was that good, but apparently they love him up there. Yeah. Well, it's a Jesuit school. They love everybody. So then we have the championship game and. I took Kansas. Uh, you know, I lost my little stupid first half bet because I thought that um, I actually thought at the time that North Carolina had kind of that was their championship win. Oh yeah, versus Duke, and you know, a couple of those guys were battling some injuries. They really played their hearts out. So I'm saying, you know, Kansas is fresh. They're going to come out there, punch them in the mouth the first half, and we'll see what happens. Well, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. I think the score is seven zero, then <laughs> then nine two, and I'm like, and then you were down fifteen we're on our at halftime, and then I'm down what? How much it was? Fifteen points. It was a fifteen was a point deficit at halftime. But uh, you know, in true North Carolina fashion, which they did it against Baylor, 
a lot of people thought they should have lost that game when Baylor came roaring back and almost beat them in overtime. But North Carolina, they they showed that they were winded. The adrenaline they went They went cold from the floor. They yeah. went cold. The adrenaline ran out, and Kansas came back, you know, and Kansas looked tough. Yeah, but you, usually what happens, though, is the team storms back, gets close, other team puts a little bit on, and it just takes the wind out of the sails. But Kansas just motored right through. They did. So, uh, again, their future looks bright. I think that's their coach's his self, right? His second. It's his second. So, uh, you know, very, at the, end of, at the yeah. end of the day, we have the Blue Bloods. It seemed always. Very rarefied territory. Uh, him, uh, Jay Wright from Villanova, who we beat in the semis, has two. And the other coach, current active, uh, Rick Patino at yeah. Iona. I don't think Ricky's going to get one anytime soon. Probably not at Iona, no. I think he's trying to rebuild his image but yeah no it was I, I i thought you know some some may say that you know north carolina gagged and choked but you know bill self and that team at halftime hats off to them for not packing it in and not letting it go and just saying we're still in this we're going to come back we're going to make a few adjustments and we're going to we're going to take this back and they did yeah 20 minutes is a long time in college basketball one shot at a time. They tightened up a little bit on the defense, and lo and behold, they got a national championship. Certainly a lot, a lot closer game than on the women's side, which was a blowout from the beginning almost. Yeah. Which, which, quite frankly, I only watch in the highlights because I, 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 I personally don't watch yeah, women's I, basketball. I, I did see a little bit of it, but yeah, it was, it was pretty uneventful. Yeah. Well, speaking of events, uh, we got uh, the Masters tomorrow. Yes, we do. I tried to get Jeff to call in, but he's on a plane. He actually was up at Augusta. So I guess he's up there watch was watching some practice rounds. Well, and why didn't he stay out there? I don't know. And is he bringing back swag? I don't know. You have to ask him. Damn. Jeff, Jeff, if you're watching or listening or listening to this later, if you don't bring back swag, you can still come on the show because we love you, man. But. We're going to be disappointed. He's probably in some VIP tent, drinking Chablis, hobnobbing with the governor and yeah. the elites up there. But. Yeah, they're they're open. No no restrictions. They're record crowds, record prices to to, to watch this stuff. It's good. And one, one reason, and it's two words, and it rhymes with goods. Tiger Woods. So we had predicted that he wouldn't. He wouldn't make this his his grand return. I still think it's a mistake. I think he had some good practice rounds. His ego may have gotten the better of him. Probably people are chirping in his ear, you can do this. But it's going to be tough. My prediction is still not wrong because I predicted he'd pull out tonight or maybe even tomorrow morning. He did say game time decision, so you never know with him. Well, the, the Masters, by rights, the one player that has lifted all other boats in the PGA, they really did him a solid. He's playing early tomorrow and late on Friday. A lot of rest for those legs, but but you're right. This isn't ex- other than he has course knowledge. He he knows every nook and cranny of that course. He knows where not to put the ball, which is as important, maybe even more important at Augusta than where to put the ball. It's it's the legs. That's an undulating course. It's up and down. Can he survive seventy two holes? Yeah. Not to mention the mental aspect, you know, because 
Having played golf myself, uh, the mental game can almost be as tough as the physical game. Um, and he hasn't been out there, you know, really challenged mentally. You know, I'm sure Tiger's going to be prepared. But, uh, you know, as long as the physical challenge is there, there's also that mental challenge. Well, you know, the, the one thing hopeful for Tiger, Tiger fans out there, he won the U.S. Open on a broken leg. That's true. But when was that? That was well. He was a little bit younger. A little bit younger. <laughs> you know, I will say this: as you get older, these aging athletes, the mind is always saying, "I can still do it." It's the body that starts breaking down. And, yeah. You know, most of his. Not only was it, well, the last one's basically been self-inflicted, unfortunately. So greater greater likelihood, Tiger Hood, Tiger Woods wins the Masters, or Brady wins another Super Bowl. Oh, talking about old, old pros. That, that, that's a no brainer. You're going to pick Brady. Yeah. I don't want Brady to win anything ever again. So I'm going to put tiger on that one. Yeah. Tiger. Do you, do you even think he makes the cut? If he plays, he makes the cut. Okay. Do you think he's in the conversation Sunday afternoon? Realistically, probably not, but if you're if you're an executive at ESPN with oh. that broadcast and those ratings, you are wanting him to be in contention. Uh, yeah, they're in their prayer closet right now, saying, "Please, please, Tiger." He, I I, it, I was watching ESPN today, and they're doing coverage of his practice round. Well, you know, it's all about ratings, and by having him there and playing, it's just you know, it, there's going to be an interest there from your casual golf fan to actually your non-casual golf fan, just people that are interested in the Tiger Woods story. It would be a hell of a story. It, it'd be, uh, it'd, I mean, it, it would, would be, be a great story. And Jeff's a huge Tiger Woods fan. So can you imagine though, if he's in that, that top round there, that, that, that three or four group the, going into Sunday, the world is going to stop. Laker fans are not going to be worried about not making the playoffs the there's going to be a ceasefire in the Ukraine because Putin's going to watch it as well. The world is going to stop if, if Woods is in contention on Sunday. Well, let me tell you, I don't think Woods will be, which means he probably will win it. Good, please. But uh, I have put together a, a list of some dark horses, some, some players that you may hear in the conversation during Masters weekend, some that may actually win it, some that maybe will make that magical run. Okay, who do you want to start All with? All right, let me start with my list. hope there's some golf fans out there tonight. Oh, um, they're, they're more rabid than hockey fans. We're, we're going to talk hockey next week, so you can all <laughs> tune out next week. There's a kid named Laird Shepard. Laird Shepard. All right, this young chap who hails from uh, across the pond. Yes, born in Brighton, England. Tiger won his first Masters before this gentleman was born. You know, he's kind of a feel-good story. He um, he won the uh, British Amateur. Yep. Which gave him the rights to play in this. Mm-hmm. Good golfer. He's battled a lot of injuries. Actually said he had to fight through thoughts of suicide at one point in his life just because depression kicked in, a lot of injuries. But this would be a feel-good story. Well. And the young chap's not yeah. a bad player. Does he look like a kind of a poor man's... Uh, uh, Prince uh, Harry, a little bit, a little bit. I mean, would it looks with, like Harry if he went on a diet with that with that ginger beard? I, I actually, when I saw a picture of him, I was like, 
he's Scottish. And with a first name like Laird, I would th- I was uh, for sure he was Scottish, but born in Brighton, England. Yeah, those those ears too. They scream uh, UK all the way. Yeah, well, can't see his teeth. So. Yeah, he can't see his teeth. <laughs> but anyway, look out oh. for this kid, Kevin Kisner. Let's pull him up. Kevin Kisner, a bulldog, Georgia bulldog. He looks like I just can't believe that putt went in. Have you ever noticed these golfers, man? These aren't your daddy's golfers anymore. These aren't your um, your big fat, you know, the walrus, Craig Stadler, John Daly, kind of John Daly. Look, I mean, these guys are lean. They're mean. They're tall. Well, I mean, that's they're everything. I'm not. I mean, that's that's the only way you're able to generate all that torque with to have mus- muscles and good muscle development. Otherwise, you're not hitting the ball 350. Yep, that's true. Pull that young chap back up again. So he is, uh, he's got four PGA Tour wins. He's 27th in the world. And uh, he's one of my dark horses. If I'm doing the fantasy golf, you know, and has an outside chance to win this thing Mm -hmm. with his short game, uh, you know, the way he plays. These are all guys whose games favor the Masters, in my opinion. So keep an eye on Kevin Kisner. Okay. Abraham Answer. I'm not so much if he's going to be around, but this guy's got a really cool story. He was born in Mexico. Okay. Um, lived in Mexico. Never has had a swing coach or a golf coach in his entire life. He actually lives in San Antonio, Texas now, and I think Jeff has played a few rounds with him. Really? So he's known to kind of frequent the San Antonio courses and and play with some of the high rollers here in town. God never came down and asked him to kill him a son? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. I don't know. But if you, I got the biblical reference. Yeah, there we go. I never ruined Mike. <laughs> uh, he won the FedEx St. Jude tournament. So this would be a feel-good story. Don't know if he'll be in that top group. But I'll tell you what, his game is really, really solid. I've okay. seen him play. Kind of a fan favorite here. Cool. Especially in the San Antonio area. Cool. Uh, pull up Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas. Of all of them, I would say this is the guy that could win this thing. There's only one conundrum to the story here. Well, you and Andy North are in agreement because Andy's picking Justin Thomas. Okay. And, I mean, he screams. He screams Masters winner. He's got 14 PGA Tour wins. He was the 2017 PGA champion in that event. But he plays like dog shit when it comes to majors, to include the Masters. So he's a little bit like Clayton Kershaw in baseball? Yeah, kind of like Clayton Kershaw in baseball, kind of like um, oh, uh, Kirk Cousins in football. Kirk Cousins in football, Aaron Rodgers in football? Yeah, he'll put up some amazing stats. Everything screams at this guy. This should be the breakout tournament. Uh, we'll see. I like him. Um, hopefully he'll put, play well in this major. And my last guy that I wanted to talk about was a young chap named Connor. Corey Connors from up north, the Great White North, Canadian Corey Connors. Okay, this guy could win it. He could be there too. He's ranked 32nd. He's got two top 10 finishes in the Masters. He just, he, he looks like a really nice guy. He looks like a guy that you could walk up to on the street and ask him for some money and he'd give it to you. He looks like the kind of guy that I'm like, you know what? I need a co-host next week because I'm not going to be here. 
and he would say, you know what, I'll fill in for you. Well, it's like that kind of guy. Corey Connors, if if you're listening to the show and not preparing for the Masters, first of all, you're an idiot. But if you if you are, give us a call. We'll we'll have you on next week. So, open invitation. This kid could have a chance. Like I said, he knows his way around the uh, Augusta. He's been he's had two top finishes in Augusta. Okay. So, those are my fantasy picks. Some of them you can throw them in there. Having that all said, Brooks Kupska wins the um, – uh, no, this guy's solid. I like him too. Brooks? Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Collins, uh, everyone's favorite caddy, is picking Brooks. Yeah. I mean, he is – he's the real deal. He's already won a couple majors. He could easily, before his career's over with, have 12 to 15 majors under his belt. I want I want twenty years knocked off on my life, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a I'm gonna pick sentimental and go. Tiger wins this thing. You're insane. Well, the the one the one thing I, that I love at about least, the, at least you didn't say Phil Mickelson wins it. Oh, did you see, did you see the news that uh, <clears throat> we had some conversation last week about it being a conspiracy around Phil not being invited? Right. Uh, Augusta chairperson came out today or yesterday and said emphatically Phil is invited. He just said he wasn't coming. You know, part of me says that that's believable. Oh, I, I, I think it's very believable. I, I think it was more interesting. Kind of like when major league baseball said Michael Jordan's going to, I mean, uh, major league basketball said, uh, uh Jordan's going to play baseball for here. Well, yeah. I mean, but what was interesting, I, I I didn't realize this. So the Champions Dinner at, at Augusta, which is the most exclusive meal in, in all of professional sports, out of all the eligible players who are alive, by the way, you have to win the Masters to get an invite yeah. to dinner, only two didn't attend. One of them, Angel Cabrera, couldn't. He's in prison. What's he in prison for? What did he do? I would assume it's it's tax tax stack yeah, tax he was, things he was a pretty good player and phil mickelson hey, can you pull up the existing masters winners that are playing in this and I'll, I'll i'll do a side bet that i'll pick one that'll be tiger oh this is oh i just did a quick google search i am wrong Breaking it's news. not it's not taxes convicted of violent abuse against a former partner so domestic abuse that sucks yeah that well <laughs> pretty bad if, if you're in prison for yeah, it. Yeah, it must have been not good. Yeah. So you seem pretty uh, even-tempered on the uh, tour, but who knows? So so what did you want? So for? what we're going to do here, hopefully I haven't chased everybody off, pull up all the existing Masters winners that are playing, and I'll take the one for a beer. Actually, you guys already owe me a beer and pizza for last week, saying Duke would beat North Carolina. I'm getting hungrier by the minute. But I'll take well, one. Well, you, you don't get here till like a minute before the show. I would have bought you a hot dog. <laughs> but I'll take one. I'll take one. That'll be Tiger. Okay. So we have last year's winner, Hideki Matsuyama. Okay. Uh, before that, Dustin Johnson. Okay. I As to whether or not these guys are Gotta, playing, I'm assuming are, more of these I was these almost going to take one that's Tiger's age. Actually, I'll take two. I'll take... Um, I don't think ahead. there's anybody Tiger. Well, well, there's a couple that are up there. So... Tiger Woods and Tiger Woods in 19, uh, yeah. Patrick Reed in 2018, okay. Sergio Garcia, no, not Danny Willett from England, Jordan Spieth, Bubba Watson, Adam Scott. 
Okay, you know, Spieth's been playing terrible, but I'll take Spieth over Tiger. Charlie Schwartzel? Takes, Charles Schwartzel? Take Spieth. Okay. Well, Angel Cabrera is not going to beat Tiger this weekend. He's, you know, he, he's, he's three, he, three hots and a cot down there in South America. He's done, did his beating. Then Trevor Immelman, you Zach got Johnson. Some old schools. I think you got Freddie Couples playing. Couple of the old school guys. Yeah, but anyway, I you know it's 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 kind of it's kind of where I was on the whole Duke thing. Mm-hmm. Tiger being a contention would be great for golf. Would be a great story. It's it's custom made for a great story. Oh, and I think it'd be tremendous. And it's and it's his best chance. St Andrews is a probably a better course for him physically. Yeah, I really thought he would wait and. I thought go so too. The pond. I, I thought so too, but he's got a better chance here. It's a limited field. You have 90, it's 90 invitees and you probably only have 25 to 35 who are actual threats to win this thing. Yeah. So it's limited. You never know. So it'll be fun. We'll be talking about it next week or somebody will. I'm going to be out of, I won't be out of town, but yeah, I will be out of town. I'll be in Houston. But uh, we're going to figure out something next we'll week. We'll figure out something guys. Baseball. Makes we get baseball. Beloved return. Tomorrow, opening day. There's only one team that's destroyed themselves worse than my Reds in the offseason with their sell-off. The Oakland A's. Oh my God, I heard what their sal- what their salary is. Yeah. It's almost as bad as the Reds. And they and they have dead money in there. I, I think their actual player roster salary is like twenty-five million. Yeah. Max Scherzer makes almost twice that. Himself. It's crazy. And only plays once every four days. Max is now a uh, Met, isn't he? Yep. So Jason DeGrom, Matt Scherzer. Yeah. Does Snydergaard still play for them? No, 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 no. Cindergaard. Where did Cindergaard end up? You know, if you can get 12 to 15 wins out of Max this year, your Mets, your daddy's Mets may have a chance. Possibly. Uh, LA Angels. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. The, the, the Mets are the quintessential. We're going to spend a lot of money now and we're just going to collapse. I don't have much. I don't have much faith. They certainly did last year, but have faith. Mm. I like the team they put together. Um, you know, you got Phillies and the Braves who knows how the Braves will do. I mean, they're getting Robert uh, Acuna back and you know, they, they thought the season was lost when he went down and, Lo and behold, they turn around and win a World Series. Yeah, we'll see. So so what do you think about the uh, Major League Baseball is going to allow electronic signaling between catchers and pitchers? So no more no more signs, no more fingers between the legs. Think it's going to improve play? And that's going to speed up the game how? Well, <laughs> you're, you're not going to be flashing a whole bunch of signs trying to confuse runners. And if you're an Astros fan, your pit, your batters are probably going to perform worse now. Ouch. You're still in that ass. I'm still, I'm still on that cheating thing. Hey, let me ask you this. How's it going to work? Apparently the, the catcher is going to have some type of sending uh, device on their wrist. Kind of, kind of, I, I envision it being something like, you know, quarterbacks have in the NFL where they're able to, you know, kind of signal type of pitch and location and, and the pitcher is going to wear something in their ear. That's going to signal them what's going on. So what are the over odds that that gets decoded by the opposing team at some point in the next couple of years and 
There's a big scandal for that one. Oh, if if a team hacks into that system for the opposing team, I I am just foaming at the mouth at the at the discipline that will come down because that's I can see the argument that the Astros were doing just what everyone's done for decades in baseball, you know, sign stealing. I I can almost see it, see the argument on that. But if you're hacking into somebody's radio communications, (laughs) you know, it's going to happen. They're going to try. You know, anything anything that speeds up the game. I've always said with today's technology, why don't they have a, device in the catcher's glove that when the ball hits it automatically ensures that the ball was in the radius of the home plate oh we're 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 getting robo ump i I don't think we're gonna get robo ump in this season but we're gonna get robo ump very very soon i heard a crazy statistic on three two pitches do you know how often called strikes are actual balls percentage wise not sure greater than 50 percent yeah i mean there's so much human subjectivity to it that if you can eliminate some of that um you can even speed it up by four foul balls and you're out i don't know that that one i that one i won't go with i I think a robo ump forcing forcing the pitchers to put more into play especially at the back end of counts I think maybe that gets rid of this foul ball problem we have in the, in, in Major League Baseball right now, possibly. But, but how exciting would it be four foul balls and then it's 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 either strike, you're out, or hit it, you're on, or foul ball, you're out. I'm, I, I, I'm a little bit of a purist when it comes to baseball. Yeah, I know, it's tough. But, you know, some of those, and it is fun watching the pitcher and batter battle, but... You know, some of those foul ball um, at-bats, they can last five, four or five minutes. But but I think with a pitch clock and you bring in a robo-ump, I think possibly those iconic, historic five-minute-long bat, you know, batter-pitcher duels, I think restrict a little bit of the batter's ability to, to take themselves out of the box. So, you know, they have to stay in there a little bit. I think that will improve it. And I think we'll still have battles because those are, if, if you're a baseball fan, a real baseball fan, not, not a casual, I go to the park to watch the dingers and the strikeouts. Right. If you're a baseball fan, those battles between pitcher and batter are, are works of art. It is. It's to me. It's the greatest game ever invented. It's, it's the game you can't screw up, um, as much as other games with rules. I do hate the fact that they got DH in the NL now. I used to love the pitcher chess match. Do you keep the pitcher in, let him hit? Do you take him out? So that a lot of the chess match has gone out of baseball. I mean, when's the last time you saw a freaking bunt in baseball? Well, move a runner from first to second. Well, I mean, second to third. Money, Moneyball and analytics took it out of the game because analytically, the bunt never pays off, or pays off so rarely, yeah. at least in the regular season. So I, so I think there's a little bit of analytical problem, problem with the bunt and a few other things too. I mean, when when I was 
coming up and playing baseball as a kid and playing baseball in high school, I remember our coach yelling at us. If you swing it, if you swing at the first pitch, mm-hmm. you, you're not playing the next game. Yeah. What an asshole. Well, who knows where I got <laughs> that shit from, I'm just but you know, it, I mean, I, I am a purist, but yeah. in order to keep the game relevant and be enticing to a younger fan, I'm okay to bend on things. And I'm, and I'm actually coming around. I wasn't a big fan of RoboUmp. Hearing that statistic on 3-2 pitches, yeah, yeah bring in the RoboUmp, electronic signaling, don't, don't do the shift. Let's, let's get the game to be exciting again yeah they've got to do something to get to you know because we're we're a bunch of old guys and we're dying every day and they have to do something bring in these young kids and they want action they want speed you know they want something they want that hook and to have a kid nowadays sit and watch a three-hour baseball game yeah the the average the average time for a baseball game in last season was longer than the last marvel movie yeah so <laughs> and i don't watch those well, you should. We have Do- Doctor Strange in the Multiverse coming in a couple of weeks. I would still rather watch baseball, three-hour game, than three-hour Marvel movie. Ah, oh, fair enough. But that's just me. So what So what else do we have going on? Well, let's just end it with, uh, you know, as much as you hate uh, Brady, I hate the Lakers. And it just throws me to no end that LeBron and his sorry-ass team have exited stage left. Thoughts? <sighs> The Lakers not being relevant in the playoffs is bad for basketball as a, in in general, basketball is a, is a better proposition to the casual fan. If, if the storied programs are there and the Lakers are one of the storied programs. And LeBron to the NBA is what Tiger is to the PGA. For true. He's going to drag in the casual fan. For true. Now, now, now that being said, for for those that don't like the power dynamic in the NBA of player player having the upper hand, yeah, this is this is a cautionary tale because as 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 much as LeBron doesn't have the GM title on his business card, he constructed this team, yeah. and and I mean that's my belief. I, I agree. They um, he he pretty much had full control over player personnel decisions, or at least a lot of input into it. And, uh, you know, this is what happens when you, like you said, a cautionary tale of giving a superstar a little bit too much leeway. Oh, by the way, talking about predictions, who predicted that they were going to play as many regular season basketball games as Ben Simmons. And that prediction is coming true. He's probably not even going to play in the play in game. Yeah. I know. (laughs) Crazy. Crazy. So no, it's, it, it's going to be a fun playoff. Uh, I, th- I think we're going to, I think uh, the Eastern conference is really going to look, it's really gonna look interesting. And, and the nets, we were looking at those futures odds a couple of weeks ago yeah. and wondering why the nets were still for Vegas, a better know. bet. And now we know. Now I'm we still going to ride with the Sixers this year. Okay. But we'll see what happens. Well, folks, that wraps up tonight's show. And uh, thank you for listening. Anytime you want to, Sit in the seat right beside here if you're in San Antonio, Texas. If you're listening anywhere in the country, reach out to Brother Bob. He'll tell you the ways to reach out to him. You want to do that real quick? Yeah, just it's uh yeah, just put a comment in one of our videos on on the YouTube and uh Larry Pernesti, 
Yeah, hey, dads, to you too. I don't hey, know what that's, that means. That's that's my college roommate. That's your college roommate. What's up, dad? That's my okay. boy. Yeah, my he, boy Larry. Yeah, a, a little bit of comment there, but yeah, reach out in the comments on YouTube. Uh, and you don't need to be in San Antonio, even though it is a wonderful city. Though I freaking hate the tourists here, but please come and spend money in our city, even though I don't like you. Uh, but no, you, you don't need to be here in San Antonio. We'll we'll give you a call. Um, so if, if you want to be on the show for a little bit and, and have an interesting take that isn't a conspiracy theory. Yeah. We're good for you. Well, I love tourists and you want to come into San Antonio, visit our fine city, <laughs> help the wife and kids go down the river walk while you sit in this chair. Any of y'all can do it. Reach out to brother Bob as always have a great evening. Thanks for watching. And we are out. Oh,